0: Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You're
1: listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on My our tiny budget. budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania. YouTube and Instagram, at The Real PodMania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this.
0: Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Podmania podcast. I am your host, Rob Good, and I am joined finally again by Big Daddy G. It's Garth Jackson. How are you, my friend? <laughs> what an intro. It, it's impressive. <laughs> good, good Christmas. Exactly. It's Christmas, festive cheer. How are you feeling, yes. man?
1: Looking good, looking forward to it. Um, I've been eating too much crap recently, though, so. Yeah, <laughs>
0: already. <laughs> I know, but that's what Christmas is for. Everyone sacks off the gym, oh. and then come January, it's like the Royal Rumble. It's ridiculous. Every fucker <laughs> is in there. It's it's every man for himself. Yeah, you Everyone's go and use the weights, them. and everyone goes for that 15k dumbbell, and you're like, okay, this this. <laughs> and then come February, it's empty again. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> but Goth, it's been a while since I've spoken to you. It feels like ages since we've done an impact. Review. I'm looking forward been, to this.
1: It's been a couple of weeks here. Yeah. Uh, two weeks worth to catch up on.
0: We have. Um, we have got highs and lows. lows. There are some. There are a lot of highs. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. With all the controversy surrounding Raw and the fact that even the McMahon's are, you know, acknowledging that it's <laughs> dog shit. Um, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's dog shit. I mean, it's been nice to look at two relatively decent shows. One very, very good show. From yeah. the thirteenth of December, the last show yeah. that we saw, um and one okay, show yeah. some good matches um but before we delve mm-hmm. in um a little bit of a rundown of what we're gonna do on this podcast, so because we have got two days' worth of impact or two weeks worth, I should say of impact, we are going to do a very very quick whistle stop tour of the showing from the sixth of December. Yeah. Uh, just run through a couple of the matches, basically say what has happened, whether we agreed with it, was it the right right result, and so on and so forth, and then we'll go into a more in-depth review of the taping from the thirteenth of December, which, as it turns out, Garth is the last two thousand and eighteen Impact showing.
1: Yeah, yeah, good timing. It was yeah. really good shows, well,
0: very good shows, very good shows. But this sort of leads me into my one piece of news today. So Garth. Impact released their Best of 2018 Fans Choice Award with different categories. Um, and I want to get your take on some of the winners. Okay? Are you ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll start sure. with Wrestler of the Year. Uh, so, Wrestler of the Year from Impact, chosen by the fans, is Sammy Callahan. No. Yeah, I
1: can say that. He's not- He's had some of the sort of marquee matches, especially that Summer you one.
0: That Summer match was um, fantastic.
1: And he's—I mean, his promos have always been on point. Stuff he did with um, Brian Cage of the week—that was really good.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I would have—I would have probably put him in the at the top sort of five. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think he often gets overlooked because he's not the flashiest of wrestlers. And um, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, he's been in some of the more dominating feuds on Impact. You know, he was involved in the OVE versus the Lucha Brothers feud. He was involved in uh, the stuff with Eddie Edwards towards the start of the year, and obviously that thing with yeah. Brian Cage, which was was unfortunately short lived. But I think he's, mm-hmm. I think he's a worthy, a worthy winner of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, knockout of the year, and I completely agree with this. Was Tessa Blanchard
1: easily? Yeah.
0: Yep. I don't definitely. think we need to say anything I think else about that. A lo-
1: Alongside alongside Betty, probably the best female wrestler I mean better wrestler than Betty, but Betty's obviously got a much better sort of character arc at the
0: minute. Yeah, absolutely. And her Twitter game is absolute fire. Oh yeah. <laughs> um Tag Team of the Year, this was this must have been like an absolute landslide because it was LAX. Yeah. Um, yeah, easily. Yeah. LAX I mean, are they undefeated this year? Um ooh. I don't know. Well, they've obviously, we've had the, we, the belts for quite a long time. They've had them for a while now. Obviously, me and you started watching religiously again, at, you know, during Slammiversary. But yeah. whether they were defeated before then, I don't know. But they've had an absolutely in, outstanding I mean, they've, year.
1: They've been in the best matches easily, tag
0: matches. Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. I mean, we've we've said on this podcast that the fact that they've had three matches with. Uh, uh, the OGs, two of Mm. which were on back-to-back pay-per-views, and I've never found them boring i found them quite compelling that's testament to their work Mm. they've done really really
1: well even that stupid match where they took the mat off they made it work
0: yeah, the dangerous match that made us all slightly concerned for their safety (laughs) um Yeah, I agree. I don't think there was anyone even close to touching them. I think if the Lucha Brothers had been a tag team for more of the year, I think they could have potentially rivaled them, but for their body of work and the fact that even outside of the promotion, they're having outstanding matches in Evolve. They had a fantastic match against the Young Bucks. Mm. So, you know, a great year all around for LAX and they remain one of my favourite things about Impact. Um, Mm -hmm. X Division Star of the Year goes to Brian Cage.
1: Yeah, kind of expected that. Yeah, Um as soon as he sort of came through the hotshot under that title. Yeah. Um, And to be fair, like I'll admit like when I, when they gave him that belt and from what I'd seen beforehand in sort of Lucha Underground, I I was sort of dubious with him because I always thought he was quite sort of loose. He wasn't as good as he is, but holy shit, (laughs) he's improved (laughs) and he's absolutely completely blew my theory out of the water.
0: Yeah. He's had an absolutely phenomenal year and the progress he's made yeah. in impact. And to be honest, I'm backing him to win at homecoming. I really want him to win at homecoming.
1: Yeah. Um I th- well, I, th- I, th- I think I don't know. I think he will. I honestly think he could do it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I'd love to see him take it because honestly, he's an mm. absolute beast. He's a genetic freak. Yeah. Um the he's one someone
1: you could oh, send send out. He's somebody you could send out there and they'd be like, yeah, he's a champion. He's he's the top of a company. He's like EC3. He reminds of EC3.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. You look at him and there's a legitimacy about him.
1: There's just, yeah, like there's this air of sort of, yeah, like, he's just so impressive.
0: Yeah, he's he's an incredibly talented man. Incredibly talented, incredibly yeah. jacked. And um, yeah, <laughs> I think we could be looking at the next Impact World Champion. Yeah. The one to watch in 2019, and I agree with this, and without even looking, I would have agreed, Killer Cross. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think his work... Yeah. His promo work doesn't need any work. He's oh, my God, amazing. his promo work. His promo work, you know, is stuff with, on Final Hour, in the lead-up to Final mm. Hour, his promo work was just... I'm loath to say arousing, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was it was brilliant. It was absolutely yeah. fantastic. It was it was j- we've said so many times, you know, he's his promo style is so jake for Snake Roberts, but you know, there's no need yeah. to shout and scream at the camera. There's no need to arm Ed Johnson it. Um, you know he's just <laughs> You know what I mean. Um he's just so yeah. concise. Everything he says is just he's basically what I wish Bray Wyatt had been. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely. really glad. I'm really glad he had that brilliant character arc with the um, threesome of Ares, Moose, and himself. And this stuff with mm-hmm. John Morrison is so compelling; it really is, and it shouldn't it's so, be.
1: It's so sort of it's, What I like about it is it it teases, it sort of teases, peeling back the curtain just a little bit. The way he addresses him by his real name but not as, it's not as much as sort of throwing the curtain open like Aries did.
0: <laughs> right, so finishing move of the year, Garth, the Pentagon driver. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts towards that whatsoever?
1: Um, No, I mean, to be honest, finisher of the year is not really something that I really think about. <laughs> it's,
0: not, it's not something that to interests me. To be honest, me.
1: though, I mean, that Rascals finisher... I mean they've only just come in, but holy shit that's a good one
0: the hot fire flame yeah, no I agree I think it's a great finisher whether not nah, you know I they think... haven't been in there long enough have Pe- and yeah, really? i
1: mean Pentagons is one way you can pretty much do it anywhere
0: that's true that's true, and I think you know we've seen it finish off matches and we've seen it been used on the big stage so i think it's it's a good enough mm-hmm. it's a good enough move to be classified as that i don't have any. Real thoughts about it, if I'm perfectly honest. No,
1: nah, no, nah. nothing sort of nothing I would get sort of precious about anyway.
0: No, and the final award, um, is the moment of the year. Now, this could have gone to any number of things, but I think the fans have got it right. It's gone to Sammy Callahan's baseball shot to Eddie Edwards. <laughs> that I keep, I
1: keep forgetting that it was this year,
0: yeah, I do. I keep forgetting it was this year, to be perfectly honest. And it's interesting to see stuff that was post, that was pre-Slammiversary. You know, Bobby Lashley yeah. was in Impact this year. Mm-hmm. That was this year. You know, they were still in a PC six-sided three. ring at, at the start of this year. Yeah. So, you know, so much has changed for Impact this year. And so much has happened in Impact this year that, to be honest, there could have been loads of things that were moments of the year. Pentagon winning the title at Redemption. Yeah. You know, we've got. Austin Aries
1: walking out. <laughs> Austin
0: Aries walking out. You know, the match between Pentagon and um, Callahan. Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary. Yeah. The entire of Slammiversary pay per view could have been a moment of the year. But I think ultimately, because of the unfortunate exposure it gave to Impact, and because it was just such yeah. a shocking moment that, it, you know, when it happened, and everyone's like, oh my fucking god. And the fact that he worked it into an angle and the storytelling that was based around that and the fact that Sammy Cal—sorry, Eddie Edwards' character is still not recovered from that yeah. baseball shot in kayfabe and we're now in mm-hmm. December, I think it has absolutely won the plaudits for
1: that. Oh, well, I mean, Eddie
0: Edwards was, at the time was pretty much going nowhere. Exactly, he was just he was a generic he baby face.
1: Yeah, um, and this has just catapulted him. Well, not, I mean, it hasn't catapulted him to the top, but... It's given a character that Impact sort of use very regularly now. He's a main main person on that roster now.
0: Exactly, and you know we'll obviously get into our into the taping from the 13th of December. But on that last taping, when he interjects himself into that main event between Moose and Brian Cage, the pop mm-hmm. he gets and the chance he
1: gets—yeah—would
0: he be getting that if this story arc hadn't happened? Who knows? Would no. this story arc have happened irrelevant of that baseball shot to the head? Who knows? It's happened. Mm. I agree with it. It's <laughs> been moments of the year. Yeah, definitely. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into our very, very brief recap of the show from the 6th of December. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run through the results and I will then, we'll go into the three matches that actually mattered. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So, to start with, we had Dark Alley beating the jobber Heather Monroe in four minutes. Yeah. To be honest, Garth, it's forwarded her character. We've learned that she will actually attack Kira Hogan because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously very, very upset and morose and wooden and monotonous. Um, Kira Hogan <laughs> was convinced that Ali would not attack her. Obviously, we've gone past that now. And it was, it was a nothing match, really. I thought Heather Monroe got far too much offense in but ultimately it was all about building that dark alley character she snapped went for it and i liked it
1: yeah it was all right yeah it's it's given them um, ali seems to have sort of got a bit of intensity now with that character which is good
0: yeah absolutely and i think as well this is a nice way to lead rosemary back into into tv <laughs> which yeah, yeah. is going to be nice um, <laughs> We then had the Desi shit squad of Rohit Raju and Raj Singh <laughs> defeating some jobbers, Jimmy and Johnny Boots and Tights, which is an awful name and should be stricken from the record instantly. <laughs> um, yeah, <shit. laughs> it's awful, it's dog shit, and to be perfectly honest, I'm appalled that I've even said it out loud. Um, The Desi hit squad won in about three minutes. Still don't care about them, Garth. No, nah, they're
1: not really doing anything, are they?
0: It's a shame because I want to like them. And when they, f- and I go back to this moment so much, but when they attacked Ishimori and Petey Williams post Slammiversary, it was like, brilliant. Okay, fair enough. This could be a mm-hmm. really good fit And then it just, it s- sputtered. It sputtered out. We got nothing mm-hmm. from it. And ultimately, no. their repeated comedy bits with Scarlet Bordeaux. I mean, Scarlet Bordeaux is a walking cringe fest anyway, but the <laughs> fact that they are then interjecting the Desi Hit Squad and Gama Singh, who can't fucking act, you know, it makes it even worse, and it lo- you lose all legitimacy for this tag team. You lose all respect yeah. for this tag team. I mean, at this point, I know Gama Singh has got an absolutely fantastic legacy in the wrestling world, but at the moment, I do not give a shit.
1: No, nah, it's... And and the stuff like you say, the stuff to do with Scarlet Bordeaux is so cringe. It's so creepy and like pervy old man sort of thing. It's, it's just like no.
0: And I understand that Scarlet Bordeaux is harkening back to the Attitude Era and you know your sables and sunnies and things like that. But Lechie old men weren't okay then. Nah. Lechie Vince wasn't okay. So Lechie weird nah. Gama Singh is not okay here. And I just, I don't <laughs> care about them. And it's a shame because I'm sure Roe Hit Raju especially can go in the ring. Oh, yeah. But they've just, they've got no heat behind them at all. No one cares.
1: That's the thing. Like, nobody cares.
0: And that's... The no point. reaction. No. And, you know, what are you supposed to do with that? What are you supposed to do with that? Um. Anyway, getting into the matches to actually meant something. We had our first two Ultimate X qualifiers, which means that, come the end of this show, half the field for Homecoming was set for the Ultimate X match. Now, the first match was the opener of the show between Jake Crist and Willie Mack. Really, really good match. Really good match. Um, Willie Mack is fantastic. I absolutely love him, and if he's his next thing is going into a feud with Sammy Callahan, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Um, because, as, it was as you just, know, great stuff. It.
1: Go on. It's, it was just such a good match. Like um, Again, Willie Map doing stuff that he shouldn't be able to do.
0: <laughs> no, he shouldn't. He shouldn't be able to do the stuff he does. He's ridiculously agile. Kick-ups and then moon, standing moonsaults. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? Jake Crist is underrated. And I think he is overrated yeah. because he's part of OVE. And OVE, you know... The whole premise of this match was the fact that Ove cheated and sort of attacked Willie Mack, and Jake Chris ultimately defeated Willie Mack to progress because yeah. of sh- shenanigans. So, yeah. but Jake Christ is a fantastic wrestler. His cutter from the top rope looks fucking brilliant.
1: That was a really good eye. And his kicks.
0: His kicks obviously are stiff. The,
1: the the big up is obviously his... Um... Like, is it French kickboxing he does? Yeah, I think um, so. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, but, definitely. Like his kicks are always they're always on point. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's so good with them, which is just makes it look all the, all the better. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Um, do you think the right person won here, Garth? Yeah,
1: I do. Because like, as much as I like Willie Mack, I can't see him in the Ultimate X match. And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'd, li- I'd honestly like him to stay with Rich Swann as a tag team.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think well, they're a good team. No, I agree with you. I think they're an excellent tag team. But I am going to ask you at the end of this show who you think is going to win Ultimate X, and mm-hmm. if you're of the same opinion as me, then you will see why they aren't going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think I think Jake Crist was probably the right decision because Jake Crist is more likely to do stupid shit than Willie Mack. You know, just boiling it down to brass tacks, Jake Crist is likely to leap, you know, off ridiculously tall structures and perform stupidly, you know, entertaining spots, whereas Willie Mack, incredibly entertaining in the ring, but is he likely to do the same, that kind of thing? So, you know, looking at it from that perspective, I think Jake Crist was the right choice to go through. Yeah, definitely. Now, can the same be said for the second Ultimate X qualifier between Ethan Page and Matt Seidel, which Ethan Page won, surprisingly. Mm-hmm.
1: It was. I, th- I, get, I get the feeling that Seidel is at the point now where he's more sort of putting people over. Um, there was a point in it where it looked like he'd um, like legitimately injured himself. Yeah. I don't know if he had, I don't know if it was just a part of the story, but it, looked, it was a bit where he sort of did a kick and Sort of landed awkwardly and it looked like he really hurt himself. But, um, yeah, it was another good match. It was, it was okay. But Ethan Page, I don't know, is he X Division material?
0: No, in my opinion, no.
1: I want, no, nah, I mean, I don't know if the maybe just trying to do it to put a new face in the mix,
0: yeah, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, they want cool. to build a star out of Ethan Page. But, and yeah. I said this in the last impact podcast we did, who would I prefer to see in the Ultimate X match, Ethan Page or Matt Seidel? My answer is unequivocally Matt Seidel. Yeah. Because is he's an outstanding he... worker still, and I think they could do something with it. I know he has already he's been X Division champion. In fact, he was the X Division champion before Brian Cage. Um Dude. but I still think Matt Seidel could do a job, and I'd be far more pumped. Now Ethan Page could go out and prove me wrong at Homecoming. In fact, I'm pretty sure he will. <laughs> but I, I would be more pumped if Matt Seidel was in this match.
1: Yeah, same. Yeah, I was slightly like shocked at the result. Be fair.
0: Yeah, so was I. Um, I mean, I was surprised when it first happened that Jake Chris went over Willie Mack. Um, yeah. But you know, we were half the half the field were confirmed at this point for the ultimate. Ultimate X match with Jake Crist and Ethan Page being confirmed. This led us to our main event, which was a mixed tag team between Johnny Impact and his wife, Taya Valkyrie, and the team of Moose and Tessa Blanchard. Now, before we start this review, Garth, of this match, or before we go into it in however brief a note we're actually going to go into it, if I see at the start of every single Impact taping from now until I die, Moose and Tessa Blanchard doing skits together, I am Fucking sorted for life because those two <laughs> that opening ten seconds where Johnny Impact turns and gives Taya a kiss and Moose turns to Tessa Blanchard and goes, Are it? you gonna kiss me? Come on, kiss me. And the look of absolute <laughs> abject horror on Tessa Blanchard's face is just incredible. Absolutely yeah. brilliant.
1: They're really good together, like all the way through with this.
0: They were, they were. There was in fact there was one point and it was just after this, where Johnny Impact rolls up Moose, Moose kicks out, and then Moose Um goes and hugs Tessa Blanchard.
1: Yeah.
0: As a tag. And Tessa Blanchard just go get off me. You're embarrassing me. You're an embarrassment. Go and stand over there. And it was just it was the most entertaining thing. It was brilliant. It was such good character work. And Moose as this sleazy heel is just incredible. I hope he never turns face again. Yeah, um, but yeah, this it's match a was
1: bit okay. It um, te- it teases sort of that he's going to attack Tyre.
0: <laughs> before Johnny Impact comes up and kicks him in the head. Yes,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> it was it was a it was a very uncomfortable moment. It was like, is he is he going to do it? I mean, he's teased hitting Alicia before Alicia Edwards when he first turned yeah. heel. But I was like, I mean, in a fight, genuinely, Taya Taya could stand against Moose. To be fair, oh, Yeah. Don't doubt it. <laughs> um, I mean, I want to go back to a point you made on um, a couple of podcasts ago about Taya and or Taya, however you want to say it. Um, I think she is becoming better and better and better every mm-hmm. time she wrestles. I mean, this was a far more convincing performance than yeah, the one just... at you know at Bound for Glory, which we were both Bound disappointed in. Um, yeah, I think
1: she's just starting to settle. Yeah, so it must be like, she's
0: starting of Yeah, absolutely. And I thought her and Tessa <clears throat> were the main points of this match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Taya going over, ultimately, was the right decision. And again, it's building up that submission move. <clears throat> which we talked about, didn't we? We said about how this... this She hasn't used the roads of Alhalla in a while. This submission move, which looks brutal yeah. as fuck, um, <clears throat> is... I think that'll be the finish at homecoming. Who goes over? I've got no idea. But come homecoming, that submission will be the thing that Tessa manages either to get out of or will be the thing yeah. and that will lead to her going over like, very, very quickly or it will be the thing that makes Tessa tap. Yeah, because she's, she's used the
1: sort of apron and the referee to get out of it in the past. So they're obviously teasing the fact that she needs to do something to get out of it. Yeah,
0: they're building it as a dominant move and they're doing a good job of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but post-match, after Tessa had tapped, um, Moose and Tessa attack Johnny and Tyre. But who should come to the rescue? But <laughs> Killer, Cross. Killer Cross. Very strange. Takes the mm. um, takes the chair from Tessa. And then Brian Cage comes down. He clears the ring. There's a lovely <laughs> moment where uh, Brian Cage side of suplexes uh, Killer Cross and he just stands up. They have a stare down. Then yeah. the heels leave. And we have a stare-off between Johnny Impact and Brian Cage. Fade to black. Cross. Very, very, very interesting end to the episode, Gar.
1: Yeah, really good. It sets up a number of things. It's good.
0: It does. It sets um, up a you've got, good storyline.
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got the Cage, obviously Cage, Impact. They're sort of constantly on about how they're close friends in real life. Yeah. Um, but then you've got Moose coming into it, sort of you don't know whereabouts he sits in the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's left a lot for the for the watcher to sort of jump to conclusions and I like that. We're not being we're not having it forced down our throats. You're not really uh-huh. sure of the motivations, and I like that. So have we move on a, um, sorry.
1: let need to give a shout out for uh to shoot the With oh my Eddie
0: Edwards God. <laughs> and the return of Raven. <laughs> it was uh I'm glad. That. I'm glad that those segments were short lived if I'm honest. Um But yeah, we can give a shout out to the return of Raven, who has not aged well. Time has not been Raven's friend.
1: No. But it's funny, I mean that the the stuff he's doing in there is funny. You can tell it's just him pissing about.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: This is why they say, Oddly, oddly <laughs> knocked over the game again.
0: And he returns. He returns in this episode, and he's just as entertaining.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, that with the Eli Drake. With Eli Drake. So. <laughs> so good. It's it's really entertaining. It's really entertaining. So let's let's dive headlong into the thirteenth of December episode of Impact Wrestling, and we opened with the Ultimate X qualifier between Rich Swan and Dave Christ. Now, Garth, I was I don't want to say underwhelming because it was given. I think just yeah. over four minutes. And I think it did the job it was supposed mm-hmm. to do in those four minutes. What did you think?
1: Yeah, same. I mean, I've got it written down it, was, it wasn't was really much of a match. A um, couple of good moves, but yeah, it was... I mean, I think we knew where it was going to go anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We knew that Willie Mack would come down afterwards. We, we should yeah. say that Rich Swan went over. Uh, with a cradle countering a mm-hmm. DDT. It is 100% the right decision to have Rich Swan in this match. Um, yeah. And I'm going to spoil everything now and say that he is my pick to win it. All right. <laughs> I'm going for Rich Swan to do it. Um, but I think this was more a vehicle to get to the next bit, which is the post match beatdown. Now, as soon as Rich Swan pins Dave Christ via cradle. The two Christs, and it's important to note that Callahan doesn't, both Christs beat down Rich Swan. Now, yep. Willie Mac then comes down to even the odds, but before Mac hits the ring, Sammy Callahan has already pulled the Christs off Swan. Yeah. Swan then pushes Mac into the corner and basically wards him off Sammy. Sammy and the Christs go backstage and. That is it, yeah now Weird. this I like,
1: yeah, because there's absolutely no there's absolutely no signposting as to what's going on.
0: yeah, absolutely and jumping ahead one segment now, uh, they actually go backstage and discuss basically what the fuck has just happened and Willie Max says, yeah. come on man, what is happening between you two and Rich Swan actually says he does not want to go down that road. he knows Sammy, he's been down that road and he does not want to get involved with him again. Yeah. End of segment. Now, I'm 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 loving this. I'm loving this for several reasons. A, we're done with the Lucha Brothers and OVE stuff, which was brilliant, and I think it ran its course. It didn't get boring. And, yeah. you know, if we get, as I've said before, if we get Willie Mack versus Sammy Callahan, I am absolutely there with bells on.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, you know Dave Christ's going to get involved in that Ultimate X
0: match at some point. Yeah, absolutely. With Jake being in there. Absolutely. Now, one thing I hope it doesn't lead to is a dissolution of OVE.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I love OVE. I think they're a great stable. I think Sammy Callahan is an absolutely fantastic leader. I love the fact that Jake Crist is just copying Sammy Callahan. Love it. <laughs> I really do. Exactly. I love him. The mini draw. I just—it's just ace. <laughs> and you know, the Crists are a good tag team. So I think they could be that dominant stable. And I think they need to stay together. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Definitely. Um we then had your favourite, your boo, Moose. Oh, that's brilliant. This is just so good. <laughs> he's being interviewed by Mackenzie. And he It's says, just as
1: opening straight away. He's just like, Yes, Mackenzie, I did, I got your gift.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this she is the just opposite looks like... of Garma Singh and yeah. Scarlet Bordeaux. It's lechy but funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's not creepy. I got you a gift, but one of his other girls stole it. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. It's just brilliant. And then he delivers this promo to the camera about how he's not fo- he's not focused on Eddie Edwards, doesn't care, he's in Shady Acres. He's focused on Brian Cage because machines can die, but legends live <laughs> forever, and he is still known as the legend called... Moose. Moose. <laughs> and for those who can't see at home, which of course you can't, it's a podcast, I've just done the action and I don't regret <laughs> it at all. Um, we then had a stare down in the ring, sort of a meeting of the minds between of Valkyrie and um, Tessa Blanchard. This, yeah. was, this was by the by, really. Um, we just sort of have a back and forth between the two with Tire going through, you know how she is going to win the championship at homecoming, and how Tessa doesn't know how to be a champion. And Tessa retorts with my favourite line: "You only know what it's like to be a champion by watching your husband, and he's not even that good at it." <laughs> oh shit, son! So <laughs> it, that that was literally the only line of note. um But it was it was lovely how Tessa managed to put it down. I found Tessa really really confident on the microphone.
1: She was and she was like our actions. Just- Totally staring down like a proper old school standoff.
0: Yeah, and it was it was really good. And I think having Josh Matthews in the ring as well helped as like a sort of a, a mediator between the yeah. two. I did like it, it gave it that big match feel. Mm-hmm. Um which, to be honest, was I pumped when I found out that um, Ty Valkyrie would be getting a rematch at homecoming. Not originally, no. Mm. Um but the more and the that they stipulation. Yeah, now that there is a stipulation with Gail Kim arriving and becoming the guest referee, I mean, they're certainly stacking stacking the odds against Tessa, aren't they?
1: Well, is Gail Kim back then? I don't understand. Is it just a one-off?
0: I think it's more a case of the whole thing has been when Tessa has attacked referees, they cannot attack her. They can't hit her and respond, whereas Gail Kim can. Yeah. And... You know, that's obviously going to play into the finish of this match. I can't um, see Tessa walking out of homecoming with the title.
1: Either... Because when I was watching it, I was thinking, right, okay, this is too one-sided now. Mm. Is there a big swerve here?
0: What do you think? And is uh,
1: Gail Kim going to do a heel referee role? and turn at the end of the match or something.
0: Maybe, maybe. Who knows? I
1: don't know. I don't know. I just think it seems a bit too clean, if you know what I mean. Like Tessa comes... I mean, uh, Gail comes down and she's sort of... She's the good guy. She's the legend. She's coming down and do the ref job. Tessa... I don't know. I don't know. know. If... I knew that Gail Kim was signed. I would, de- I would say she's definitely going to screw Tessa out of out of it, and then they're going to have a feud. But I don't know. That's why I like it. That's why it's good because it's keeping us guessing.
0: Thought provoking, isn't it? Very. Um, <laughs> I will. I will ask now. Gut feeling, first thought, is Tessa walking out of home coming the champion? Yeah. You think, think she, she is?
1: Can, I think she's retaining. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'd love her to because we love Tessa Blanchard here at Podmania, but we shall see. This led us into the next Ultimate X qualifier, the final one between Trey Miguel and Trevor Lee. Trey Miguel, obviously the third of the Rascals, the man we didn't see in action the previous week. What do you think, fresh of? Prince The Fresh Prince of Midair. The Fresh Prince of Midair. <laughs> I would argue if we had a Podmania end of year award for best nickname, that would absolutely wipe the table. Absolutely yeah, incredible nickname.
1: I even wrote it down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can tell how good it is because you've made note of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it was excellent, to be fair. Considering it was a quite a short match.
0: Another short match, yeah, both. Both didn't total over eleven minutes.
1: I just thought the map and the um like the countering and all that sort of thing. And the the feints and things like that, I thought it was really good. Especially um Trees sort of he did like a sort of feint and then like an outside Rana, yeah, sort of thing. Just excellent.
0: He's really a... excited
1: to see see these guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I'm. It's a shame that Trey Miguel went through at the expense of Trevor Lee, because yeah. I love Trevor Lee. Um, <laughs> it did make me laugh that the only thing that Don Callis and Josh Matthews could talk about in this match was whether they thought Trevor Lee looked better with chest hair or without chest hair. <laughs> And Don Callis just said to Josh Matthews, "Yeah, well, you can't grow chest hair, can you? So it's obviously yeah. why you like it." <laughs> it's just like we've got a match to talk about, guys. We have a Trey <laughs> Miguel in the ring, um, but yeah, mate, Trey Miguel is going to be absolutely fantastic in this match. And yeah, he I did think,
1: a six-one-nine in the corner as well.
0: He did, he did, and I think the I think Impact have done a great job of building. The Rascals, all three of them, as really, really solid stars, mm-hmm. um, and I look forward to seeing them in 2019. I sort of wish yeah. they debuted earlier, if I'm perfectly honest. But yeah. um, I think the writing was on the wall with this one; they weren't going to have Trey I'm... Miguel losing his debut match.
1: Definitely looking forward to see what he can do in that match.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, t- for me, for me, this is this is the match to look forward to. This and the tag team match. Yeah the tag team match between LAX and the Lucha Brothers is is going to be well, if this next match is anything to go by, it's going to be absolutely incredible and um, I think the Ultimate X match, I think it's going to live up to its billing, without a shadow of a doubt so Garth, yeah. I've asked you about the women's match, gut feeling, we will do a preview show, obviously if homecoming but yeah. gut feeling at the moment who is walking out the X Division champion Uh.
1: Probably richest one, I would say.
0: you can't can't copying me, are you?
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. I actually... just think he's the he's the. I, I'm loath to say it because I hate that sort of thing, but he's the bigger name. He's a bigger draw, as you would say. Yeah. Um. He's just got that extra it factor. Yeah. Um. And the fans love him as well, so. Yeah, I think he. I think he. And and I think he can put on some amazing matches with other people in that division.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's always seen as a bit of a cruiserweight division, and I think we mm-hmm. sort of lost that when Brian Cage was champion. Now, don't get me wrong; Brian Cage didn't bring the title into disrepute or anything. You know, the matches he had were stellar, but I think we are going back to more, you know, the tie the X division as it was when it was first mm-hmm. instated. You know, it's the for lack of a better phrase, the flippy shit title.
1: And if it means that him and Willie Mack can't be a team, I wonder if they'll have like a match against each other. You've if he says, to... "Oh look," exactly, yeah. and he says, "Oh look, you're my friend. I'll give you a shot," and then maybe he gets a bit nasty or something like that.
0: Similar to how Phoenix got his title shot against Johnny Impact.
1: Mhm. Yeah.
0: You're a friend. Let's do this. Yeah, I like that. I'll be up for that definitely. Um, we then get a creepy vignette with Sue and Dark Alley. Um, nothing really to say here. The camera kept flickering. It was incredibly annoying. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that we are going to get Alley versus Kira Hogan. Um, probably as some manner of throwaway singles match. I hope it's not at homecoming because I don't care. But yeah, we're probably going to have Dark Alley taking on Kira Hogan. Yeah. We then got our GWF flashback of the week: Garth, my favourite moments of wrestling. <laughs> um, and it's an Ultimate X match with Red, Suicide, Christopher Daniels, Alex Shelley, and Chris Sabin. I didn't watch it, but I've seen highlights of this match before. Um, it's where Christopher Daniels and Suicide very, very nearly die. And, and I was uh, just going to
1: say that, that that Chris Daniels fall into his head.
0: Well, it's honestly, it's one of those watch. where you just you can't watch it. You can't watch it. It's awful. Um, And Red retained the title. I didn't watch it, but I have seen highlights before anyway. So it's a good watch. Seek it Mm -hmm. out. Um, Then we got to the LAX clubhouse where (laughs) Conan is still pissed. Yeah, absolutely. He's really upset. he's, He's not a happy bunny that LAX went over his head and challenged the Lucha Brothers to the match at homecoming. And he says, basically, he's that pissed off that he's not accompanying LAX to the ring. They're on their own. Which leads into our match, Santana taking on Phoenix. Jesus Christ, Garth, this was a good match.
1: This was a this was a pay-per-view level match. It was brilliant.
0: Yeah. They gave it just under nine minutes. And I think if they'd have given it 15 minutes we could have been looking at an impact match of the year. That's how good this was. For a TV match that wasn't the main event, this was fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah, and Santana just shown what he can do on his own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And they actually made reference to that, the commentary team. They actually said he doesn't get that many opportunities to actually show Mm -hmm. what he's got as a singles competitor. And, I mean, these, these two had such great chemistry.
1: Phoenix, just every time I watch him, I'm Absolutely spellbound. Yeah, it's just so like captivating. Like when he runs across the rope, like holy shit!
0: The thing is with Phoenix, like he can be—he's one of my favorite wrestlers at the moment, without a shadow of a doubt. Like mm. you say, he's captivating to watch. And when he's in the ring with an opponent like Santana, who they do have such fantastic chemistry together, it is awesome. And the thing—the problem is that with Phoenix is so many people will sort of put him as. This ridiculously flippy thing that doesn't have any effect, but his his kicks and his back fists are mm-hmm. fucking stiff.
1: Oh yeah, he, he does that rolling, that sort of spinning back fist, and it nearly takes Santana's head off.
0: Yeah, exactly. We had the rolling cutter from Santana. Yeah. We had a sit out power bomb and an alley oop, which was a brilliant near form. Yeah. I loved that. That was one of my moments of the match. Well, how that did- sort of, that sort of. Transition from the alley, yeah. to the power bomb from the cutter, and it was a, it was it was literally like so smooth, it was 2.9, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it I had was a yeah. damn
1: um, reverse runners as well, which that, that move always makes me wince,
0: yeah, yeah, I did. And I think it's nice as well that Phoenix did eventually go over, which I think I anticipated. Yeah. I don't know if you were the same, um, and I think it plays into that story of without Conan, LAX are there for the taking. Yeah. Because yeah. they're painting this incarnation of LAX as sort of almost rash like, with their decision Like lost
1: making. without... Yeah.
0: Which, you know...
1: Like lost without the sort of... um on on what to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But this was this was a fucking great match. This really yeah. was. Uh, we then had a Killer Cross interview. Yeah. Um, which he basically says writing's on the wall for Johnny Impact come homecoming. Um, That's just what he
1: says, you can shut the hell up.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, Mackenzie, you can shut the hell up. Hello, Jonathan. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I love it when he talks to the camera. Yeah. Um, basically, Johnny Impact comes in, sort of aggressively holds Cross up against the wall and Kelly Cross laughs and says, you know, this is what I want. This is the man that can beat Brian Cage. Uh, just after he called him a half-arsed husband which made me laugh Um, (laughs) and there's a fleeting moment, there's a fleeting moment where Johnny Impact sort of looks at him as though to go, maybe you're right and then he snaps back into face Johnny and says, stay away from me entire and then he leaves and Cross
1: laughs Is this sort of teasing that Johnny Impact's going to do something that maybe to sort of get ahead in the match?
0: With Brian Cage. Maybe dirty moves movies. I'd like to see that and then see a period of time where he just he he regrets it. Yeah. I'd lo- I'd love that. I'd love just that inner turmoil of Johnny Impact. You know, the squeaky clean baby face just being sullied a little bit. Yeah. I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. Yeah. Um we then get a Kira Hogan promo. one nobody oh, gives know. a shit. Um <laughs> No, I've got raw down for that. Oh go on then. I was going to literally skip over it because it was I that uh, miserable.
1: It was so bad. I put, uh, Please, can you send two pound a week to help? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was like. It was like one of those begging <laughs> bloody adverts.
0: <laughs> Kira in need with the sad like dog eyes. Oh Jesus! It was. It's. It is awful. It. It continues to be awful. Um. She said it's time to fight, and she knows what to do. Hopefully, she brings back Rosemary, who can actually talk. <laughs> Please, God. Kira, you're improving in the ring. Stay in the ring because yeah. talking is not your strong suit. It still remains not your strong suit. You've been beaten up by your best friend and I still don't care about no. what you've got to say because you still cannot put across sadness. Um, yep. Back to Shady Acres Yep. where Eddie Edwards has escaped with the use of Raven's key card that <laughs> he got in uh, the previous week. Um, <laughs> Eli Drake arrives and they have... An interchange so which good. had me in hysterics.
1: No, you know what? It also almost had Eli Drake in hysterics. You could see him almost cracking up because Raven's obviously saying stuff that isn't scripted. It's like where, where as soon as Eli sits down, like Raven says something like, Are oh, you here for the week? <laughs> <laughs> you can see he cracks a smile straight away.
0: <laughs> I can imagine those two getting on really, really well in real in real life. Um, yeah. He said, <laughs> so Raven says the whole point of you being here then is to tell me to tune in and watch you win and Eli Drake yeah. goes yeah you're damn right and he goes well we don't get pay per view here we just get closed circuit TV yeah. and Eli Drake thrusts off the chess pieces and just goes I don't care where you watch it just find a stream of it and he's
1: just and like he does all that and then Raven just says okay right now it's time for dinner
0: orderly <laughs> <laughs> he ruined the game yeah it was, it was such an entertaining segment, and it really shouldn't have been. It really it just, shouldn't have been. You
1: know what? Like Obviously, like Raven's there because he's friends with Callis, but I love that. I love the fact that he's not been brought in to do anything other than these two or three-minute little promo bits.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I agree. But it
1: adds so much gravitas to it.
0: I agree. I mean,
1: and the first time he showed up, I'm sure it was, um, was it Moose. He says, oh, so that's where you've been all this time. <laughs> It's like straight away, sort of underlining the fact that Raven used to be there. Yeah, and this is where he is now.
0: <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, this transitioned into a match then between uh Jordan Grace and Katarina's proxy Ruby Rays. Not a lot to say about this match. Um, jo- this is the match that I feel that Jordan Grace probably should have had against Katarina with yeah. Um, Ruby Rays, despite her size. Um, And obviously, you know, and her obvious lack of wrestling ability. Um, Jordan Grace went over with with relative ease, to be perfectly honest. And I feel like that was what should have happened between her and Katarina. She wins with a Vader splash. I'm happy. Jordan Grace continues to look relatively strong and hopefully they continue to build her as strong.
1: Continues to look so much like Rhino.
0: (laughs) (laughs) that even Don Callis is now pointing it out. He
1: said it so, he said like, God, she's so much like Rhino.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think he says it without even knowing. He's just he's just so entertaining to listen to. I love him. I absolutely <laughs> love him. Um we then had the aforementioned terrible fucking segment between Desi Hit Squad, Garma Singh and Scarlet. Um I, nice. I just I don't I don't care. Um basically it boils no. down to this fucking talent search, which is dead in the water in my opinion. Um and suddenly Scarlet Bordeaux has the ability to book matches on impact. Um, she books the yeah. Desi Shit Squad against KM and Falabar because she loves it when men yeah. fight over her. Okay. Oh, what? Yeah. Why not? Next. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, we then got to one main event, which is Brian Cage taking on Moose. Oh, I fucking love this match. This match yeah, was, was brilliant. Good. It was two hosses just beating the living shit out of each other. It was brilliant. The-
1: the crowd were banging out as well.
0: The crowd were really into it, and a fact, in fact, I think this was the match. Over the last couple of weeks, this was the match they were most into. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know whether it was one of the first ones of the tape, the set of tapings, or whether it's just because you know it's Moose and Cage. But they were really, really hot for this match throughout it, and these two didn't disappoint.
1: It's like fuck that! Like, sort of Moose was playing up to the crowd so much.
0: Yeah, it's just yeah, love it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, straight away, we'd got Moose going for the slap on Brian Cage, misses and hits the uh, ring post. Now, mm-hmm. I enjoyed the commentary here because they actually said, well, Moose relies so much on chops because of his mm-hmm. big-ass hands. Um, and they said, well, he's going to have to change his game plan. And it showed that Moose was sort of incapable of <gasps> doing that because he kept going, Jesus Christ, that was loud. Um He kept going for those chops and couldn't because his hand was fucked. Um, But I just loved the fact as well that Brian Cage didn't squash Moose.
1: Well, he didn't, but fucking hell, some of the moves he was pulling off, I was like, holy shit, how can you pick up Moose?
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was incredible. He did that um, sort
1: of apron suplex, like over-the-rope suplex.
0: Yes, yes. Like, deadlifted him over the rope. I was like, holy shit. Well, I thought that was the end. I thought that was the finisher. Um, uh-huh. But apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, the spine buster was absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. There was brawling on the outside, but the brawling on the outside didn't feel forced. Um, there was the powerbomb and on from Moose. A lovely pop-up powerbomb, which, you know, I thought that was the end very, very briefly. Um, there was a very, very sloppy power bomb later on, which yeah. Don Callis covered by saying, Oh, Brian Cage's knee went, and it yeah. was it was a sloppy power bomb. And was to be honest, did? it was lucky that Moose didn't get hurt. He
1: just didn't have enough to pick up, did he?
0: No, he didn't. And it was a nice story beat, but then following that power bomb, Cage comes off the rope, instantly gets hit by Moose with a spear. And it was it was just, especially towards the end, it was just Hit after hit after hit. The Lariat Exchange, where Cage... Uh, sorry, Moose hits Cage with a Lariat. Mm. He goes down. He goes for another one. Cage hits Moose with a Lariat, and Moose literally does the head over heels flip for it as well, the cell.
1: It looked like a Cage like legitimately hurt his arm as well.
0: It did, yeah. And again, Don Callis said, that's a poor muscle. But this shows how much I'm invested in the main event of Homecoming, because I was like, fucking hell, I hope not. yeah. Um, I've I checked afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Is there any news? Uh, there isn't, as it transpires. Yeah. Um But just there's also a them. bit where Moose bites Brian Cage. Oh, yeah. Just just bites him right in
1: front of the referee as well. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. But this is something. This is something I wanted to talk to you actually about the inconsistencies in Impact refereeing, because in the main event of last week, Moose just dragged the referee out, didn't get DQ yeah. for it. What? Why? Maybe they're just scared of Moose. I'd be scared of Moose. He's fucking enormous. Um, I tell you, he's not scared of Moose, though. Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards yeah. returns, wearing a hospital gown, no shoes, which was entertaining, um, yeah. but then he beats the living piss out of Moose. Um, yeah. Hits a suicide it's dive, hits a plunger, finds Kenny, beats the living shit out of him with the cane. He teases a powerbomb, onto the ramp that obviously Moose hit Eddie with Mm -hmm. before and Moose runs away. We are getting Eddie Edwards against Moose in a Falls Count Anywhere match at homecoming and I am fucking excited.
1: Yeah. I hope they go back to the club. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That club just appeared out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) With the fucking massive table. Yeah. The table that went on for days. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Oh, I hope not. I really, really hope not. Um <laughs> overall though, Garth, I really enjoyed this show. I mean this was such a captivating was, show. They kept the shit to a yeah. minimum and this could have in theory been a a go home show for homecoming. I know we've got one more show in January, but this could have been the mm-hmm. the go home and I wouldn't have minded at all.
1: And that was was a really good sort of end of the year.
0: Yeah, Definitely. absolutely, and I know that obviously Homecoming is one of the first pay-per-views of the year, um, and it's going to be part of an absolutely fucking stellar weekend because Wrestle Kingdoms that Friday. So, but I <laughs> think Homecoming is going to be, you know, looking at the card and hoping that Impact don't disappoint. And they haven't disappointed in their last two pay-per-views. If they don't disappoint, this could be a legitimate contender for one of the pay-per-views of the year.
1: Yeah, and I'm that's very early on as well.
0: And that's six days into the new year. That's how mm. that's how strong this card is. But, can't we? yeah neither can I but ladies and gentlemen that is all we've got time for on the impact podcast uh, the next two weeks of impact tapings are now just best of 2018 so we are not reviewing those there's absolutely no point us reviewing those we may throw our retro review in that we were supposed to do before but never got round to it of <laughs> TNA lockdown 2008 in fact we will record that at some point and put that out because it was a great show yeah um but well, yeah, we're not we're not reviewing the best of 2018 because there's no point. If you want to hear our best of 2018, just listen back to the podcast. Subscribe on iTunes and CastBox. It'd be <laughs> great. Leave us a five-star review. It'd be brilliant. Thank you to those people that have, by the way, because it has officially lifted us in the charts. So thank you. We do really appreciate that. Um, That's fun. But we'll be back in the new year reviewing Impact. We'll be back with our um, review of the Homecoming Go Home show. Uh, we'll preview Homecoming as well and, of course, we'll have our Homecoming review as well. Um, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening, boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, you can talk to me on Twitter at, at RealRobGoodwin. Garth, where can they find you, my friend? Uh, at Drummer Jackson. Uh You can follow up podmania at podmania don't forget to like us on facebook you can subscribe as i've already said to the podcast on um itunes and on castbox don't forget to check out the website www.podmania.co.uk thank you so much for listening ladies and gentlemen have a lovely christmas and a happy new year and we'll see you in the new year thanks a lot all the best bye bye